Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Quantum Nurse live stream. And thank you very much for always supporting me and all my guests. And thank you for taking care of yourselves and wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, because I know some of you from the Philippines are listening. And if you couldn't be with, with us right now, please feel free to share it. After this being streamed in YouTube and also at Facebook, I'll make sure that I upload this in BitChute. And so you, you can share it from there as well at Quantum Nurse BitChute and also Quantum Nurse Rumble. Okay, so I hope everyone is ready because um, my guest today, and I'm very happy and excited to have him. And by the way, Dr. Yang, it was my sister from the Philippines who found you. You know, okay. she kept listening and she said, hey, you haven't had Dr. Young. So and he sent me uh, one of those video interviews you had. So I said, OK, let me invite you. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, thank um, you. And so he is uh, Dr. Robert Young is has been around. OK, he 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 is one of the top research scientists in the world. And he is a co-author of the book, The PH Miracle, Balance Your Diet, Reclaim Your Health. And that, that has become and maybe still a number one in Amazon. And he has tons of research articles. So when you Google him and when you do research, you could find a lot of articles about him. And not just about him, but really the work that he does in terms of helping people, complementary medicine, alternative medicine, orthomolecular medicine. So anything that resonates to you that you need, this is the time to listen and this is the time to get to know Dr. Robert Young. So Dr. Ro Dr. Young, uh, go ahead and tell us more about what you do and why is it really, what is it that makes you passionate to do what you're doing and what, why is that important? nowadays well i think the the true definition of a physician is an educator and educating people uh, how to take care of their bodies in a natural way i think is very very important so over the last 40 years i've been an educator to empower people to take responsibility for their own health uh, it is their body it is their life and of course should be their choice uh, how they want to care for that and, and so I've spent the last four decades educating people uh, concerning the new biology. And that new biology is defined as a new way of living, eating and thinking, and how to take care of the, the body's context or uh, its internal environment, and how to manage that and maintain the delicate pH balance of the internal fluids of the body. We are a body of water, and that water needs to be maintained at an alkaline state and particularly the largest body of water or the largest organ of the body, which is called the interstitial fluids. And these interstitial fluids are contained in the largest organ of the body called the interstitium. And this organ is not well understood by many people, but this contains the fluid that surrounds every cell in the human body. So for many years, I've been studying the body fluids and how to manage those, how to, how to personally take the responsibility for testing those fluids. You can do this on your own and to help man maintain much like you would take care of a saltwater aquarium or a swimming pool. 
you would manage the biochemistry of those fluids in order to prevent the growth or the birth of germs. So my theories are, 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 are based upon the terrain theory. They're not based upon the germ theory. Uh, they're not based upon the viral theory. I look at, at I look at uh, so-called filterable bacterial viral particulates as symptomologies of cellular breakdown, not the cause of any specific disease, but a symptom of cellular transformation based upon a compromised internal environment. <laughs> Excuse me. So with that, I don't know if you got all that or not, but uh, that's that's what I've been doing for the last 40 years. I've written over 70 books, published over 3,000 articles. And of course, uh, those articles can be, most of those articles, at least for the last couple of years, can be viewed at uh, drrobertyoung.com. So I have a scientific uh, area that you can go, scientific articles, and then I have a blog and of course, that blog contains over 3,000 articles. And the scientific articles, there's uh, close to 300. Well, thank you so much. So, Dr. Young, you know, um, with all the work that you do, some people, and there are already comments said people that, you know, you're, you're always in that environment where things can be intriguing and people can really um, doubt what you are doing or what doubt all your research. So how are you handling all that controversies? Well, I think there's a, a tremendous amount of protectionism to protect uh, this ideology. And of course, all you have to do is follow the money, but to protect uh, this idea that germs cause disease. And I would suggest to you that that if a fish is sick, you know, which is a metaphor of the pH miracle, if a fish is sick, what would you do? Would you treat the fish or would you change the water? And I would suggest, uh, you know, common sense would tell you that you would manage and maintain the water in which this fish swim in. And of course, if the ocean, which is being affected by acid rain, uh, continues to drop, then life within that environment alters and of course uh, death ensues so the life of the fish is really predicated on in the, its environment and that's true with the human cell the human cell is only as healthy as the environment in which it swims in just like the fish and it's interesting because the interstitial fluid ph is identical to the uh, to the the oceans at 8.3 to 8.4 and that is the ideal ph of the interstitial fluids in order to maintain the integrity and life of the human cell, much different than the vascular fluids, which are at 7.365. But it's easy to discount what I'm saying, particularly if you have no education in this particular field. If you don't have a background in biochemistry, if you don't have a background in nutrition, if you don't have a background in uh, naturopathy or you know, if you don't have the history behind this and don't understand both the, the, the contemporary views and the alternative views, which are actually more conventional than, than contemporary, that uh, Chinese medicine uh, has, or Asian medicine has very, been very focused on an environmental or contextual approach 
to the treatment or reversal of disease where Western eyes medicine has been more on treating specific d disease, which has not worked out very well. Uh, it's great for pharmaceutical companies and it's great for, you know, the doctors who are prescribing these pharmaceuticals, but they in themselves are not designed to cure things, but to just continue this, this, uh, this symptomology or to reduce the symptomology without really understanding the underlying causes. So I think today the biggest challenge is understanding the cause and effect relationship. And that's really the definition of, of the book, uh, The PH Miracle. People would ask me, why did you call your book? And it's this book has sold millions of copies and has been translated in over 27 different languages. One happens to be in in uh, uh, the language of, of, of the Philippine people, but also Korean and, uh, and, and Russian and French and English and et cetera, Spanish. There are many, many uh, translations of this book. But the theory is to understand and teaches the cause and effect relationship. So if you have a fever, is that caused by a virus or is that a symptom of the body trying to induce a fever to remove toxins out through the pores of the skin. I would suggest that there is no influenza virus. I would suggest that there's an imbalance of the interstitial fluids that surround the cells. And if the body does not eliminate these toxins, which can either be environmental, they can be metabolic, they can be dietary, or they can be respiratory, if the body can't re release its waste, then the body induces a fever to do that. And you, if you look at what, if you look at the so-called flu season, and the flu season is coming upon us, what is our lifestyle like? Does it alter at all? Is there temperature changes? Is there more stress? Is there an increase uh, in, in acidic foods of alcohol or sugar within that period of time? And what does your body do to prevent from breaking down? It induces a fever as a symptom to purify itself. Women understand this, you know, with their menstrual cycle. Menstrual cycle is not a disease. Menstrual cycle is, is, is a cleansing process that happens once a month, naturally. A fever is nothing more than the body trying to... to purify itself much like a menstrual cycle is, is trying to purify itself. Uh, if there is a fertilization, of course, the health of that, that uh, conception can only be in an alkaline environment and in protecting that environment can only protect that new fetus that is going to become the new child, the new baby. And of course, it's an environmental approach. So if someone's talking about my particular approach, number one, it's self-care, it's education, it's understanding uh, terrain and textual approach, and it's personally, it's teaching people to take responsibility for the care of their bodies rather than trading that off to someone else who really doesn't understand 
how the body functions within its environment, particularly when they don't even understand what interstitial fluids are in the relationship to the interstitium and, and the symptoms that come off that as the body tries to purify itself. So every symptom, every disease is nothing more than a symptom of the body trying to restore its biochemistry, its alkaline environment. Diseases then are an illusion. There are no diseases. There's only states of imbalance that are brought on by what? What you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, what you think, what you feel, and what you believe. And one of the most powerful environmental exposures that we currently have is electrical fields and magnetic fields. It's called the EMF or electrical magnetic fields, which the human body is constantly exposed to now due to the affecting our environment from within, from the outside. And so these environments can cause symptomologies as the body's trying to purify itself from chemical and radiation poisoning. And so this is as you as you gain more knowledge and as you practice managing and maintaining internal cleanliness which is not only recommended by myself but many doctors around the world and even in the good book it talks about internal cleanliness and purity the body has to have a way to eliminate this and this is why we have channels of elimination so urination defecation perspiration, respiration, menstruation. These are all ways that the body purifies itself in order to remain the, to, to maintain the integrity of the human cell. So what I'm doing here, even with our talk today, is educating people, empowering people to take responsibility, to learn about their bodies, how they work, and take responsibility for their own health. I would suggest putting more trust in a, your farmer and what you're eating and drinking is more important than, than anything else that you could put your trust in. And so you have to look at these things and how they, they affect your body. So lifestyle, the pH miracle is a lifestyle. It's, it's not a diet. It's a live it. I don't like the word die in diet. I like the word live in live it. <laughs> You're, you actually have to live this lifestyle in order to improve the quality and quantity of your life. There's many things that you mentioned that I, I really am in agreement. First of all, you know, self-care, taking ownership of your health and environment is crucial. And part of that environment is we are in that environment. We are also environment. So, in, in terms of the, and I think more than ever, maybe in the last five years, 10 years, more and more people pay attention now to what they say, alkaline diet, okay? So let's go back to that. So in that alkaline diet, in the day-to-day, -day, what is the best thing that one can do in terms of like maintaining such that alkaline living so that mm -hmm. they will have that immune system that's is strong for anything such as 
in the last two years that we've been said that there is a pandemic. So what is in that daily living that what people can really do? Well, as you mentioned, they, you need to personally look at all of this differently. You have to look at any symptomology, uh, any any condition or any disease as a disease brought on by a compromised internal environment. And the best way to, to test for it individually is to get some pH hydrum paper, pH testing paper, and test your urine. Your urine uh, has an ebb and a tide, I mean a flow, just like the ocean uh, currents. There's an ebb and there's, and there's a tide. So the tide or the flood, what we call the alkaline flood, runs around uh, 3 p.m. in the afternoon to, and it lasts for about uh, 10 to 12 hours, so, you know, 3 a.m. the next day. Uh, this is the time where you're, you're, you're most alkaline. Uh, the acidic flood is during the day. It runs around 3 a.m. in the morning till 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And so when you first get up in the morning, you're going to be testing the pH of the urine, or I, I, I suggest you, you think about this, uh, to test the pH of the urine and write that number down. You just take a strip of pH hydrum paper. You test the first urine or each urine and you write it down throughout the day and you can see the ebbs and the tides or the flood, you know, that takes place, you know, between these two polarities between, you know, acid and alkalinity. And of course, it's the pH is a scale. It stands for uh, uh, potential of hydrogen. But what you're actually measuring is you're me measuring the electron and proton concentrations of the of the body fluids and the most acidic time in the day is around 3 a.m. to around you know 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning and this is where so that's the best time that's the best time to, to test, test it. it yeah when you wake up test the urine and the pH ideally should be a pH of 8.4 just like the ocean now, you're not going to find that your pH is that, that alkaline. The reason why is because of the events of the day before, because the pH is an expression of the interstitial fluid. It's, urine is not a product of the blood. It's a product of the interstitial fluids. And so when you're urinating or when you're sweating, you're eliminating waste from this body of water that surrounds every cell called the interstitial fluids of the largest organ of the body called the interstitium. So when you test it, the pH strips, which are yellow, should turn to a dark green to a purple. That'll give you an indication. And usually you can find pH strips, you know, at any health food store or uh, any, any uh, pharmacy. Uh, should carry these where so you could test this so you can monitor it. Now, if you had a highly stressful day the day before, you're going to show an acidic pH in the morning the next day. That's because stress causes the body's need for more energy. And when you're under stress, you need more energy. And when you're using electrical energy from of the body or electrons, you produce acidic waste. 
And that acidic waste builds up. It's passed from the blood into the interstitial fluid through hydrostatic pressure, and it's held in compartments until it can be released. So it builds up and builds up and builds up. You know, the body then starts pushing it out, fills up, you know, filtrates it through the kidneys and into the bladder, and that's when you need to urinate. That urine, ideally, once again, should be at 8.4, and the color should be a dark green to purple if you're using the pH hydrum paper, or what is called litmus paper. You're measuring now the fluids that surround the cell, and ideally, that should be in an alkaline moderately alkaline on a scale from 0 to 14. The ideal pH of the blood is 7.365. The ideal pH of the interstitial fluids is 8.4. And these are the fluids you want to monitor. When you start keeping the alkalinity of the interstitial fluids at 8.4, this is when all your symptomologies will begin to lessen. Aches and pains. So let me ask you. Doctor, yeah. Yeah. let me just ask you, just a follow-up of what you said to people, right, you know, to, to test it, and you monitor it. So in your experience, in most of your clients, how long, like, so if it's yellow today, if it's acidic, and then what would be good for them to do today so that maybe tomorrow when they measure it again, it could yeah. be that green? And how well, long can, does it I, usually it take? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you what uh, those who did during the uh, what it was called the Spanish flu epidemic or pandemic in 1918, they would take one teaspoon of baking soda, free of aluminum, but sodium bicarbonate, put it in four ounces or 120 mLs of water, and they would drink that three to four times a day. They did that in order to support the stomach and what I call true immunity. True immunity does not begin with the white blood cells. White blood cells do not provide any immunity whatsoever, period. It is the stomach that's responsible for managing the bio biochemistry in concert with a network of brain cells called the corona radiata it when you're in an acidic state to begin producing baking soda did you know that the stomach produces baking soda every second every minute every day every week of your entire life that baking soda is pushed to the blood and to the interstitial fluids and even into the intracellular fluids which are the three three main body fluids in order to manage the alkalinity, because cells die in their own waste. And out of that cellular deterioration comes the bacteria, comes the yeast, comes the mold. That's why I say, you know, these particulates, even exosomes, which are born out of the cell, which has been associated to the so-called virus, you know, which if you look at the electron scanning microscopy of these, or even pictorials, an artist running of what an exosome, it looks identical to HIV or to the so-called coronavirus. But the bottom line, these are fragments, protein fragments of cellular breakdown brought on by a compromised environment. 
and it can be compromised by radiation poisoning, chemical poisoning, and those chemicals can be in the foods you eat. So 95% of all sickness and disease, I'm going to say that number again, 95% of all sickness and disease is caused by what you eat and what you drink. So when you mentioned, so, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that, what you eat and what you drink, because you did mention that if our body is producing that sodium bicarb, what is it that is keeping us from producing that? Because if we just depend on a, uh, you know, and a preparation from, you know, just, just as putting the sodium bicarb powder in the water, then maybe we should have to, we have to think, what is it that we can make our stomach have that ability or our body to have that ability to produce that? So um, can you make suggestions, Dr. Young? Yeah, so what would happen to the ocean fish if you put did the I, ocean did, fish? Are we frozen? Are you frozen? <laughs> I said, are you frozen? No. Sometimes my internet is giving me a challenge. No, yeah. I'm not frozen. I asked that no. question. Oh, That's okay. one thing you, you know, so the question is, is, is what can you do to help provide the foundational elements to produce sodium bicarbonate? There's, there's four elements. There's three elements that produce sodium bicarbonate. The stomach cells, they're called cover cells, used to produce sodium bicarbonate. One is salt, the other is water, and the other is carbon dioxide. And most people don't realize that 90% of CO2, which is a waste product of metabolism, is used by the stomach. 90%, 10% UXL. 90% is used by the stomach to in combination with water and salt to produce the sodium bicarbonate compound to maintain alkalinity. So the stomach is the first organ and the major primary organ for providing immunity. I'm going to say that again. The stomach is the first organ and the primary organ for producing a chemical compound known as sodium bicarbonate and provides immunity and protection to the environment, which then protects the cells. So if someone tells you to go on a salt-free diet, this would be hazardous to your health. I would suggest that going on a sugar-free diet, which is a waste product of cellular breakdown, can you imagine exchanging salt in the ocean water for the fish to sugar water? What would happen if the fish were swimming in a body of water that was saturated with sugar, what would happen to ocean fish? Not what if you, They would die. What if you took salt out of the water? What would happen to the ocean fish? Not good. So, so why in heaven's name are you limiting your salt intake while you have copious amounts of sugar in your diet from the morning to the afternoon and night and asking yourself the question and running to the doctor as if that doctor can help you. You have to help yourself. To understand no. the body doesn't run on sugar. The body runs on salt 
that's uh, and electrons that are transpa- transported under electrical energy. If you're in a trauma and have to be taken to the hospital, what does the critical care nurse hook you up to? Salt. And I, yeah, salt. Isn't that what, an, you're a nurse, isn't that what you do? A 0.9% saline. If you take someone who's in a, a coma or who's in, is in stress, okay, and you hook them up to a sugar IV, your patient will die. What keeps the patient alive is restoring the alkaline design, and that's done with water, salt, and carbon dioxide. That's do you why have a on- particular? Do you have a particular salt that you recommend? Well, I use. I can tell you what I personally use. I use a, a product called Four Salts, and it contains sodium bicarbonate, potassium bicarbonate, magnesium, and calcium. Uh, in their carbonate forms or chloride forms. And these four salts are the main electrolytes that are necessary for maintaining alkalinity. So when you start taking the focus off the symptom and start focusing under the cause of the symptom by managing the alkaline design of your body fluids, this is when you start restoring your health. I think that's important, regardless of what people think about me. I know what works or what they think about my science. You know, here again, I'm not trying to, to, to push this on anyone. I'm trying to share with you the actual biochemistry of the stomach and the stomach, which provides first line defense and immunity for our body fluids and how important it is to drink alkaline water. To drink out, to eat alkaline foods, to minimize your sugar intake, to increase your salt intake. This is what I do personally. What you do, it's your responsibility. It's your choice. You know, so I I, I suggest education, not medication. I suggest empowering people on how to take care of themselves so that they can have a healthy, vibrant energetic life and this is the way i practice at the age of 70 this is how i practice and what i do and i have no symptoms you know yes i get tired just like anyone else you know because i i I work hard and i use my brain a lot and when you're using your brain you're using energy and when you're using energy produce acidic waste and so it's important for me, in order to keep good, healthy brain function, is to maintain my fluids. So testing the urine pH, taking, you know, the the bicarbonate of salts, like what I do for salts, uh, when you take this, and this helps in testing in the morning, which is the most acidic time of the day. Okay, these yeah. this is a simple way. An inexpensive way. We're talking about something that is very inexpensive, you know, to protect your own health. Something that anyone can do, anyone can practice, and anyone can test. You don't need me. You know, there is there there. If I bring up one question, he said, um, someone wants to know. Uh, 
that how come other sources, resources also suggest apple cider vinegar for the stomach? Well, Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, that's the antithesis of light to darkness. There's always duality. Vinegar is a waste product, an acetylaldehyde, ethan, you know, ethanol alcohol. These are polluted, inverted ways of eating and thinking. Apple cider vinegar literally causes the body to go into acidosis and forces the stomach to neutralize that. If it doesn't, you would die. It's a poison. Why would you be drinking a poison that has a pH of 1.5 to 3 that's millions of times more toxic than what fluids or blood fluids should be? Interstitial fluids, I mean, it's uh, to me, it, it's illogical. And, and, and it's unfortunate that people have literally embraced a symptom to stimulate temporarily the activity of the stomach to produce an abundance of sodium bicarbonate in order to neutralize the fact that you just poisoned yourself with apple cider vinegar. How about, how about have you heard about Kinton plasma, that seawater, the purified seawater? So you talked about, you gave credit that we're over 99% water molecules. And you mentioned that you know about the periodic table of elements that our body needs is basically the same as the periodic elements in the ocean. So there's this product called Kinton plasma. Great. And, um, I you know I haven't tested it, but based on what you told me, that would be excellent. Anything that and, can replace the ionic or the the basic electrolytes mm -hmm. of the body fluids. The body needs sodium. The body needs chloride. The body needs, uh, you know, oxygen. It needs water in order to produce sodium bicarbonate. So these are very, very important to maintaining the alkalinity. And what happens in the ocean is the same thing that happens to us. When those, those levels drop down, the body has to do something. So off the coast of Australia, there's a reef called the, the Bar uh, I think it's called the Barium Reef. Uh, and that reef is literally being wasted because the ocean is absorbing the carbon monoxide, the acid rain, and the body needs to neutralize that. And it's neutralizing it by taking from the calcium reefs of the ocean, which is why we're seeing deterioration of those calcium reefs. If it didn't do so, all life within the ocean would die. This same thing happens in the human. When the body does not have an alkalinity, guess what it does? It goes to your, you know, barrier reef. It goes to your bones, your muscles, and takes magnesium, takes the sodium, takes the calcium to neutralize the acids of metabolic, dietary, respiratory, or environmental pollution. If it doesn't do that, this would literally shut down the functionality of the human body. So the body has defenses. So when we're suffering from bone loss, we're suffering from that because the body is drawing off calcium ions to neutralize metabolic acids because of our inverted way of living, what we are eating, what we are drinking. 
So no, I don't take alcohol into my body. I don't drink coffee. I don't even drink green tea. The reason why is because these are all acidic, toxic food sources that don't provide a donation of alkalinity. I don't even drink orange juice. The reason I don't drink orange juice is because it has more acid than it has more alkalinity. But I do drink lemon water, which actually makes an electron alkaline contribution or lime water. I do, I, I, but I don't eat bananas. But I do eat lots of avocado. Why? Because avocado is an electron donating food. So one of the things I did for one of my doctorates is study the effects of food on the body fluids. And so I have a list in the pH Miracle books, pH Miracle, uh, the pH Miracle Revised and Updated, the pH Miracle for Cancer, the pH Miracle for Diabetes, the pH Miracle for uh, Weight Loss. These books have the list of foods that you can eat freely. They also have a list of foods that you should eliminate. And of course, apple cider vinegar is one of the worst things you can do to the human body. One of the worst things. Eating beef, chicken, pork, or fish is one of the worst things you can do unless you want to literally activate the alkaline buffering system and have the body start pulling magnesium from the muscles, calcium from the bones to neutralize the the uric acid, the nitric acid, the sulfuric and phosphoric acids that are in concentration in these acidic foods. And so I, so I go to the plant-based foods. And this is what the strongest animals in the world do. They go, the silverback gorilla, the elephant, the run go to plant-based foods, foods that are high in chlorophyll that will build their blood protect their internal environment from acidity, alkalize their body fluids, even the interstitial fluids, and provide an environment that's conducive for health. And then if they do partake of acidic foods, what do they do in the wild? They go to clay lakes. They go to salt licks. They go to these salt lakes or these clay lakes, and they literally eat the clay, the betonite, semectite clays, to neutralize the acids from some of the chemicals with her in those foods. And so, yes, animals instinctively balance or try to maintain that alkalinity at the best that they can by formulating what I call the four food groups. Chlorophyll, foods that are high in chlorophyll. Clay, foods, clay to help neutralize the acid. So that's what C stands for. O is for oxygen and for oils. W is for water. What kind of water? alkaline water, ideally at a pH of 9.5 or above. And S stands for what? Salt. Stands for sunshine. It stands for exercise. It, it, uh, this, is, this is what I call the COWS program, C-O-W-S. And so when you embrace this, and it's a personal choice, I'm not telling you what to do. It's your choice. It's your body. It's your life. When you do this, this is when you start enjoying the, the effects of an alkaline lifestyle, a pH miracle lifestyle. When you start managing the internal fluids and stop treating disease as a disease, but as a symptom of an acidic condition of the body fluids, you start testing this, you become in control. You have taken back your power. 
You don't have to rely on anybody else. You can allow nature. You can allow your God-given intelligence, your common sense, to literally take you back to what I call the house of health. Well, I basically uh, like that you're keep em emphasizing to people that it is your choice and you know you don't have no one listening right now have to take our words for it but they they too have to do their due diligence just as what's happening now is you have to have that freedom of choice so now so when it comes to um i know you emphasize you also mentioned that it is the plant plant food diet or plant food sources that's really helpful for the pH, okay, alkaline. But but it's interesting that I there's also a, it's when it comes to the use of salt, there's a whole different group of plant plant based uh, practitioners that will not be in agreement. That's why in their center they would not recommend salt, okay, and then in their cooking. So when I asked them, they said they just they just recommend all herbs because in plants there's already salt, just like celery. But I'm I, I use salt and I use uh, you know the premier volcanic salt and I use that Kenton plasma because that really helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you have any thoughts on the condition of the teeth in or the metals in your mouth? in terms of helping our body keep that pH balance? Well, I mean, you, you just have to test the pH of, of your, of your uh, mouth. Uh, mouth is one of the most acidic areas of the body. It's, it's more acidic than the, than the rectum. So your rectum is a, is a cleaner environment than your mouth as it relates to pH. In fact, uh, uh, the rectum is, is where most of, through the hemorrhoidal vein, where most of the alkalinities reabsorb back into the blood uh, through the, the hemorrhoidal vein and then up to, uh, to the portal vein and then it to, back to the heart. The bottom line is, is that the pH of, of, of your mouth should be at least 7.2 or greater. This is very difficult to get because the mouth pH or the saliva pH is really an indicator of your reserves. And most people, I would say 98 to 99% of the people living on this planet are salt deficient and their pH of their saliva is showing their are showing an evidence of that salt deficiency. It is not enough to say a pH of five or six is adequate. The range, the medical range for pH of saliva or urine ranges from five up to 8.5. This is totally insanity. The pH has a very, very narrow range when it comes to health. And the body needs alkalinity to, re, to either repair or rejuvenate cellular breakdown, to restore you cannot regenerate or restore your body in an acidic environment. It doesn't restore at 5 or 5.5 or 6 or 6.5. It restores in an alkaline environment at 8.4. So it's very important to keep the, the saliva and the urine pH greater than 7.2. When you do that, then your dental cares will start to re 
to, to, to reverse and your bones will actually begin to regenerate. So if you have loss or, or a cavitation in the mouth, this can be recalcified. If you have bone loss, these can be regenerated through providing a proper environment, but you cannot regenerate or heal your teeth in a pH that's less than 7.2 and ideally at a pH of 8.4. So dental cares are an expression of an acidic lifestyle, an expression of acidic interstitial fluid. This is, this is the problem is people do not understand how to manage and maintain the internal fluids of the body. But it's just as critical to do that as if you were caring for the pH of any body of water, whether it be a saltwater aquarium or it be a swimming pool that you're caring for. This is a daily thing that you do, and it's your choice to do it. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not even suggesting. I'm telling you what I do, and it's your responsibility then to empower yourself because you're not going to hear this from the doctors. I mean, you're telling me the nonsense that are coming out of doctors' mouths as it relates to limit their salt. I would, if it was me, I would turn around and, and walk right out of that do uh, doctor's office. I mean, if you don't understand the biochemistry of the body fluids, how would you how would you be able to trust anything else as it relates to those recommendations? So here again, it's your choice. You can believe whatever you want. But uh, beliefs are killing people right and left. You know, we're seeing that happen in today's, you know, unfortunate pandemic. We're seeing beliefs, uh, fears, or intimidation, or or false false flags, or all these other inversions that are going on. We're seeing people injured, and we're seeing people lose their life because they don't know how to take care of the internal fluids of the body. They do not know how to protect the membranes. They do not know how to protect them in a way that they, they do not become subservient to radiation and chemical poisoning. Earlier, you mentioned also about uh, clay, right? Did you mention about clay? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. clay is... What kind of clay do you recommend? Well, the one I use, uh, which is the best clay in the world, comes from a city in France. The city's name is Montmorillon. Montmorillon has the best clay. It's a semectite Montmorillonite clay. It is highly adsorptive and absorptive, meaning that it'll attract its opposite polarity. Well, what's the opposite of alkalinity? Acid. What is clay? It has a high electrical activity. It can absorb up to 100 times its own mass. And it literally adsorbs and then absorbs and takes that into that clay. So if you're eating a piece of meat, which is high in uric acid, if you take some clay, that uric acid can be absorbed, adsorbed, which means it attracted to the clay, and then absorbed into the body of the clay to protect you. Because acid destroys the cell membranes. And when cell membranes are destroyed, they break down and they can give rise to other particulates that can activate the garbage collection service. That's what it is. White blood cells 
garbage collection service. They go up and pick up all the garbage that is from cellular breakdown from what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, what you think, what you feel, and what you believe. You see, what happens in the city you live in if they don't pick up the garbage once a week? Okay. Stink. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? People stink because they're not taking out the garbage. They cover that up with perfume. You don't need any perfume. You don't need any deodorants. If you stink, you stink from the inside out because your body's not managing and maintaining the cleanliness, the purity, the pure essence of alkalinity is sweet. It doesn't smell. Uh, talking about trash, I I was there. I was in New York last uh, weekend, the, not the recent one, just weekend, and something was going on that there was a piles and piles of trash, and they only picked it up on that Sunday. And New York was really looking filthy. So, and the way also I describe that to some of my clients and to my friends is like, you know, like when you have the drain in your kitchen sink and then if mm -hmm. you if you get stuck with stuff okay and then you cannot even drain it anymore and before you know it what what's in that drain eventually will come out stinking plus beside yeah. the fact that it won't go away so okay so and that's when the detox organs need to really function for that now you did mention also about um uh, sunshine. So, what does what what is your daily sunshine practice? And uh, the have you tested that in terms of like alkalinity? Because that would be interesting study. Well, what I've tested is the transformation of light uh, by the body into uh, which are which are photons of light into electron activity. So we already know how solar patterns work, right? Solar patterns absorbs the light. It creates electricity in the form of electrons. The human body does that. So our, our skin is like a solar panel. We absorb that light. Those photons of light are then transformed into electrical energy, which powers our body. We're electrical beings, folks. We're not chemical beings. We're electrical beings, but we eliminate or create chemical waste. So lactic acid is a chemical waste of electricity being used by the human body. So our bodies do not run on carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Our bodies run on electrons. And one of the greatest producer of electrons is sunshine. So what happens if you don't get sunshine? You feel tired. Why do you feel tired? Because the body is not getting light that it can transform into electrical energy. You see, and that electrical energy is necessary. Now, of course, there's also other benefits. Vitamin D3 here again is, is, is something that we can supplement. I do this. I'm not telling you what to do. I said, I take vitamin D3 because it's a supplemental form for light. So if you live in a cloudy area, if you live in an area that's rainy, you don't get a lot of sunlight, then yes, you could supplement light in the form of D3. That's a way to do that. But here again, uh, it's very important to get out at least once or twice a day and get 20 to 30 minutes 
of sunshine to power your bodies. Of course, I like to run and jog. And when I do that, you know, the sun is out there. And I get a tremendous amount. So I can get an hour or an hour and a half of sunshine, which is then converted by my body into electrical energy. So this is how you can protect yourself by getting sunshine. And of course, it's important that when you're exercising outdoors in sunshine, that you're not living in a polluted environment. So this would be this would be problematic if you live in Wuhan, China, which is the most polluted city in the world. And and it's and of course people don't probably know this t- statistic, but air pollution is the third leading cause of death. So you have to you have to look at the quality of air and uh you know and of course you're not going to save yourself by wearing a mask because that reduces the amount of oxygen going into the into the body so you have to be you have to be concerned about air pollution and where you live so living at higher elevations i generally recommend an elevation of 2000 feet or 900 uh, or 6 to 700 meters at elevation above sea level, or live at the ocean where you're getting those ions of salt that you can breathe in on a daily basis. And that's why people love swimming in the ocean because their body just soaks, soaks in those ions of salt. Or living at a higher elevation, uh, up and away from the, you know, the pollutions that are artificial that are created by cars or cows you know, or factories, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so yeah, being above that is, uh, can be very, very helpful, but yeah, sunshine and, is important. Very important. Critically important. Yeah. Um, I'll share to you what I do with the sunshine or my experience with that. Right. So, so I grew up in the Philippines. And so when I came here, I noticed that if I don't get a lot of sunshine, um before before winter comes i don't mm-hmm. feel that much energetic so and my body and my mind was craving for me to have that sunshine and to really feel it so ever since i realized that for myself so i make the most of when the weather is warm now because you know i live in new jersey so it gets cold so as much as possible so i do that but lately uh, Dr. Yang, what I have intentionally been aware is that it's not just that um, photons that I get for my entire body, which is so important, not just my, you know, my vitamin D, which is very important, but it's one of the best things that I could help my pineal gland, my pineal mm-hmm. gland, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't calcify. And mm-hmm. um, lately, that intention of doing the, I, it used to be, I just call it as sun gazing, but learning, I'm learning from Dr. Um, from Dr. Duhenyo that eternal life techniques and that learning it by solar synthesis, by gazing for 12 minutes, the minimum, mm-hmm. at, you mm-hmm. know, at least of that in the morning and also in the evening. It's, it's very powerful and it's it seems like also it helps you emotionally so for people who may feel like they're feeling down or depressed 
maybe before they take in their medication that they get from the doctor, they can keep trying to be out there and then see what happens. Eventually, they can recommend to the doctor that maybe they can decrease their their you know their doses okay so i i i, I like that sunshine as well um, yeah and, right, can i and, say so? yeah just ahead. to interject here a lot of people don't know this but the pineal gland is your light meter of the body and what it does is it com converts light meter into electrical energy and so the reason uh pineal glands calcify is the they're not they're not being used calcification is an evidence of an acidic gland or organ so body creates these these calcifications to neutralize acids which are not being properly eliminated so if you want to keep your pineal gland healthy then what you're doing is exactly what you need to do because the eyes which are 99% water literally is is the receptacle to absorb light and then it directs that at the pineal gland, and the pineal gland then converts that into electrical energy that powers your body. So that's why the pineal gland, which you know a lot of people don't understand its function, but while the pineal gland is why I call it the light meter of the body, because it has such an important role of converting light energy from the sun, the photons of light, into electrical energy that can then be used by the cells transported on a matrix of salt. So I want everyone to know the reason why your body fluids are salty is because those salt ions provide a matrix to allow the transport of electrical energy throughout the entire body to energize cells that run on electricity not on calories, not on proteins, not on carbohydrates, not on fats. These are building blocks for building foundationally in the crypts of the small intestine, building foundational stem cells. But here again, it is we are light beings that produce chemical waste. Okay. And, and I think that's an important distinction between my work and the work of others out there as, as it relates to explaining why it's so important to get sun. I mean, could you imagine? Well, I'm sure you can, especially if you live in New Jersey. What happens to the trees when the sun is not as prominent in the day? Well, they lose their leaves. That's what happens to us. We lose our functionality. And when the sun comes back in its radiant light, renewal takes place but here again you don't want to get yourself in that position so for me i supplement d3 yes sun gazing is another way to do that but just getting out into the sun and only allowing your skin to absorb that light allowing the pineal gland to receive that light through the eye through, through your eyes and convert that to electrical energy is so, so important. Yeah. And, um, um, and it, it, for my experience, even when you really walk us, it, I really grew up near there 
ocean. So even when we walk along or when you, it, it, it just feels different when you're tired and you could just walk and take that fresh air from the ocean, it makes a big difference. So since I'm no longer in the Philippines and I'm here, so it is intentional for me to go and drive for an hour to go to the ocean. And once I reach the ocean and just walk, it's like my whole dose for the week. So that's very important. Very, very good yeah. therapy. Very, and, very, uh, very wise. And then you mentioned about oxygen. So are you referring to oxygen in terms of our breathing, in terms of ways of breathing or uh, the proper way of breathing? Or maybe in addition, it mm -hmm. will be oxygen that we can get from the food. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize that the body doesn't use O2. It has to break that down to O1. Uh, O1 is, is, is the oxygen of choice. It's not O3. It's not O2. But yes, in order for that process to happen, you've got to breathe in through the nose. I, I, I do practice kundalini breathing, where you breathe in through the, the nose and out through the mouth. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, and, and taking in short breaths in in order to increase the amount of oxygen to the deeper parts of the lung. Okay. A lot of times we breathe uh, very shallow. We're only filling up the top portions of the lung, not the bottom port. So what I would do, this is an exercise you can try is you breathe in through the lung, in through the nose, through the nose. And when you've reached that capacity in the same breath, take the rest in through the mouth. So first through the nose, then through the mouth, and then exhale out through the mouth. So that's how you push air all the way down, that, 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 that nascent oxygen that you're trying to, to get through the nose and then push it down into the lower lobes, you know, getting those alveoli just full of oxygen so the red cells can actually receive it and take it out through the rest of the body. The bottom line is doing breathing exercises, and there's lots of techniques. I tend to, to suggest the kundalini techniques of breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, or kundalini yoga. Uh, uh, that's a form of yoga that I, that I practice. Uh, and uh, this is something that you can incorporate daily in your life to help keep your lung capacity to its fullest capacity uh, by breathing in through the lung, in through the nose, and then in through the mouth, pushing oxygen to all of the, the lungs, even to its lower lobes. That's kind of also, uh, is that like based also in the pranayama yoga and the pranayama breathing techniques? Well, I'm, I, I would say yes, 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 okay. yeah. I'll, I'll share you what I'm learning lately also. And okay. Because yeah, um, I've been also studying uh, pranayama breathing. And so, but lately it seems like um, design for me to continue my journey is to learn eternal life techniques. And mm -hmm. this came about because of what's been happening in the last two years. Um, 
most of us know that the war is not happening, not in this earth only, but it's above earth, okay? And so um, the breathing that now I know is that we breathe into the nose, in and out. However, it's my visualization is that I breathe, I have a six point pet, lotus petal breathing. Mm -hmm. so Good. Front, back, left, right, or right, left, whichever, and then the top and then mm -hmm. the back. So mm -hmm. that's six point. And then when I have to imagine that I have lotus petals, when I inhale, and inhaling means my stomach will be the one that becomes bigger. And mm -hmm. then when I exhale, it's deflating. And I still remember that one time I took a lesson last year from this lady and she was teaching me the opposite of that. But because she was teaching me, I just went through it. It was part of a martial art training. And that night I didn't do good. My back was hurting me. So, so I got really confused because it was the opposite of what I know that when you inhale, your stomach is bigger, it, it expands. And when you exhale, it deflates. So this one is, I imagine that I have a six point that I'm breathing from six point and the lotus mm -hmm. opens up. When I exhale, it kind of closes, but not all the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So I keep doing that. I keep doing that. Then, um, then just summer when I was also invited in part of the eternal life training in the trip in one of the French Polynesian countries, we did what we call the 12 point lotus, and then it becomes also the 24. So mm. basically, I can imagine myself like becoming like the sun mm -hmm. where all that it radiates and it's powerful because instead of the yoga so you know how when you do the yoga and the real the one that i i learned early on is also a combination of movement and breathing but this one i found it powerful because now when i do my poses I can imagine that I myself becomes have that 12 points of mm -hmm. breathing. My whole body is like uh is like a whole respiratory system, just as when you you mentioned you you like doing the sun, and if we can be butt naked in the sun, even better, mm -hmm. right? Because then mm -hmm. our right. basically a, a breathing. So that's what I've been doing and I find it really powerful. And if I can combine that when I do the solar synthesis practice, then it becomes, and that's even, you know, like imagining some, imagining that light either in my pineal gland or in my thymus and keep mm -hmm. points. So I'm glad that you mentioned about that oxygen. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Now, when since you mentioned about the photons and the electromagnetic frequencies and the pineal gland, how about um, we could touch on, you know, what's happening with the frequencies around us, with our use mm -hmm. of phone, with our use of this, the nanotechnology, mm -hmm. what's going on above, below, and how can we protect ourselves? Mm -hmm. Well. Uh, that's interesting you mentioned that because uh, over 12 years ago, I did a research study 
uh, a double-blinded study in conjunction with uh, CNN and a company called the Q-Link. Uh, Q-Link Q stands for Quantum Link Company uh, uh, that uh, allowed me to see the effects of electromagnetic fields on the human biofield. And the human biofield is affected by radio and microwaves. Uh, microwave, for example, your microwave ovens frequency is at 2.4 gigahertz. Uh, so when we think about what microwaves can do uh, as far as, you know, oscillating or hyperactivating these molecules uh, that then heat up, this is exactly what happens with 4G, which operates at 2.4 gigahertz, uh, and even 5G, which operates at, at 8.4 gigahertz and above. But it sinks or quantum links at 41.3 gigahertz, which means once it sinks, sinks this could be life-ending. So when we, when we, our, our bodies are really affected uh, more so by the magnetic field, which is a force, okay, that can pass through any wall, uh, anything except for uh, lead line walls, uh, where the electrical field is blocked. So the, the, out of the two fields of energy that we're being exposed to through cell phones, through TVs, through computers, uh, uh, through, let's say, you know, uh, directed energy uh, fields that are purposely being directed. And these, these matrix that have been set up, of course, to now function these uh, microwaves uh, operating at 8.4 gigahertz and up, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about it. And so I've, I personally have limited my use of the cell phone. Uh, not to exceed more than, you know, a half hour to an hour a day. I've limited my exposure on, on the computer to limit this uh, to no more than an hour a day, even though I, 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 we've been on this call now for a little over an hour. The bottom line is the electrical magnetic fields that are coming, even in airplanes, which is producing from the Rolls-Royce engine, it's producing a field, electrical field of over 150 milligauss. Now it's already been determined by the environmental US Environmental Protection Agency that any magnetic field over five milligauss will cause cancer. And that was established in 1964. Well, guess what? You know, you need to get one of these trimeters that will measure both the electric field and the magnetic field because when you start driving these electrical cars, you'll find out that their magnetic and electrical fields are significant enough that will cause an inversion in your own body and will, will hyperactivate and heat up the body. And so if you're in 5G for women, just to give you an example, you'll end up with a UTI or urinary tract outfection, not infection, outfection, that's affected by the 5G frequency. And you're going, how come I keep coming to this place, you know, and, and, and I start feeling, feeling like something's coming on, like some sort of an outfectious condition. I call it outfection because it's not infection. It's not, there's nothing that's infecting us. It's coming from the inside out, not the outside in. And so electromagnetic fields can cause phys physical disturbance when we're putting that cell phone up to our ear, we're putting anywhere from 50 uh, milligauss up to two or 300 milligauss 
And this is why we're seeing radiation when it's when we're carrying a phone or anything on our body or holding it up to our head. We're seeing those areas affected, which is increasing breast cancers, increasing brain cancers. And this is a contributing factor. We need to become aware that the most toxic pollution that's now affecting humanity is electromagnetic pollution from Wi-Fi, okay? From, and so, you know, you have to look at ways to protect yourself. And one of the ways is going to fiber optics. So hardwire rather than Wi-Fi and literally shutting down if you have Wi-Fi and you're having restless sleep, you can't get good sleep. You need to turn off your Wi-Fi at night. You need to shut it down. If you're having a, if you have one of those stupid meters, which they call a smart meter, that's putting off radiation that is harmful to the human body. If you're driving an electromagnetic car, that can be harmful to the body, even more so than you know the air pollution that's being created. You could have a beautiful, clean environment that's just filled with these these electromagnetic fields that are being transported, okay? Through, through, you know, cell transmission towers, okay, that are coming on land and also can be transferred by space. There's now a network around us, okay? And this is where the whole, uh, it's called the Havana effect. Someone says, why am I getting sick? Well, they call it the Havana effect. It's electromagnetic pollution. So radiation poisoning is real. Israel is one of the major contributors to what is happening right now without without going into great detail. Chemical and radiation poisoning are the two factors that are giving rise to what? The cough, to the lack of energy, to the loss of taste. Loss of taste, loss of senses is radiation poisoning. Okay, this dry cough is radiation poisoning. This fever is radiation poisoning combined with chemical poisoning. And so when you look at the symptomologies, you have to forget that the flu is a disease. You have to forget, you know, that respiratory conditions are diseases. They're conditions that are brought on through the lifestyle, through the environment in which we live. And if we're being exposed to radiation, if we're being exposed to electromagnetic frequencies, microwaves or radio waves, we have to, and, and we're having symptoms because some people are more sensitive. I know people that are very, very sensitive to, to radiation poisoning. They have headaches or they have coughs or they, they, they seem to so-called theoretically catch something. You don't catch anything. You got to do this stuff. You've got to place yourself in that environment. That's why personal responsibility is so important. How much you use your cell phone, how often you stay connected to the Internet of Things, you know, whether you put in a stupid meter or not, whether you have an electromagnetic refrigerator, you know, you, you really got to look at this thing as am I putting myself in harm's way? And I would suggest to you, based on my research, published research in the International Journal of Complementary and Alternative Medicine, of which you can look up, Dr. Beverly Rubick at the University of California, Berkeley, 
uh, I'm a contributor to that article, contributing the effects of what? Electromagnetic fields on the most important organ of the human body, and it's called the blood. How does radiation affect the human blood? It destroys it. It causes what is called what I call the corona effect or the spike protein effect. These are symptoms of cellular membrane deterioration caused by radiation exposure, caused by chemical exposure. And so in today's world, we need to protect ourselves from that. And we do that simply by managing and maintaining the internal fluids of the body. That's how you protect the membranes. That's how you protect the cells. Uh, there, is a, there is a scientist by the name of Alexis Carell. He received the Nobel Prize. What did he find? He found that you could keep the human cell living indefinitely, forever, by managing and maintaining the fluids around the cell. <clears throat> that was his research. He is noted for the human transplantations. How do you take an organ from a body that's passed? How do you preserve that organ so someone else can use that organ? It's by managing the environment. That's how you manage your own body organs. Your body organs and glands and tissues are made out of individual cells. Those individual cells have membranes. You protect those membranes by protecting the fluids that, that surround those membranes of those cells. What is the name of those fluids? Interstitial fluid. What is the organ called? The interstitium organ. How do I test for it? You test the urine and the saliva. You keep it above 7.2, ideally urine 8.4. This is how you protect yourself. And then you limit your exposure to radio and microwaves. This is how you protect yourself. It's, it's like, I don't smoke, right? But it's like smoking like 25 or 30 packs a day. People are exposing themselves to this type of exposure radiation and they're wondering why it's sick. It's radiation poisoning. And so you need to be aware that Wi-Fi is not safe. That cell phones and computers are emitting uh, magnetic fields that are measured in gauss, milligauss, that are exposing you. You need to test these. You know, you can get a meter. It's called the trimeter. What does it test? Electrical and magnetic fields. This is how you protect yourself. You protect yourself by going around your house and finding where the hot spots are. And where there's lots of electrical wires, you know, where you sleep, let's say behind the bed, you test that to make sure that it's under five milligauss. And if it's off, as you pull your bed you know, a foot or two away from that. That's why our social distancing really helps because social distancing is that depending if you've been inoculated or not is whether you're transmitting radiation or not because, because here again, this creates a problem for the body and it creates the body a problem where you have heavy metals like in your mouth or if you have heavy metals because you have some sort of an implant, titanium to, for the bones, or you were implanted by some other re reason, inoculation, where you, now you, 
your brain contains aluminum or graphene oxide or, or titanium dioxide. This comes from air. This comes from what we breathe. And that gets into the fatty tissues and it connects you to the Internet of Things. That amplifies then your exposure to radiation, which then can cause symptomologies that we wrongly confuse with disease. This is radiation and chemical poisoning that we're dealing with. And so if you want to protect yourself, you protect yourself by managing and maintaining the alkaline design of the body fluids. Once again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not giving you any medical advice. What I'm doing is telling you what I do to protect my internal environment. And thank you. That was a fantastic explanation. And also what, what the intention of sharing this information is really not to make you fearful, but when you, when you are aware of certain things, then you could make certain a wiser decision, wiser intervention. And then it, for me, it leads me to deeper understanding of what else can I do because you we're, we live in this modern, you know, high tech situation, and no matter what, we seem not to be able to avoid it. That we could just kind of limit it, okay? And but at the same time, we said, okay, what else can we do? And that's when I go back internally to what I understand, Dr. Young, that our body, if given the right environment, as you emphasize it, as even Dr. Uh, uh, you know, Lipton would say, it is the environment and all those who believes about the terrain, right? That, so if you can put that environment. So for me, I'm learning that my I have to put faith in my body, that I'm my body, my cells, my i am able to bring out that powers that i can transmute things because sometimes i just you just never know so i can be wearing things like he, this pendant to protect me i could yeah. do some best you do I, 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 yeah i have one too yeah it's right. yeah it's called the quantum link yeah, yeah. and this is this is my quantum coin and mm -hmm. the, we test this in my personal bio field, my personal morphogenetic field. And then we, I did put some granite stones around my property and my house and then check it. Okay. And some, some types of things that uh, I've learned from Dr. Marshall and Dr. Forbes from Premier Research Lab and just harmonizing but the best thing that i'm learning lately again dr young is i up my game from learning finite ways learning using not just the base 10 um technology but i up my game to the eternal that means you know how they said that we we have an intron dna it was like a, a an aha moment for me that why should it be an intern DNA called junk DNA when that could be the secret to our being celestial mm -hmm. human? So now I'm practicing. That's why I up my game by solar synthesis. So, so I guess I'm sharing this for people because they will always say, well, you can't get away with it. So then they don't do anything. They just like, just, just go with the crowd 
just like not thinking anymore whether that mask helps or not. And, you know, so like we, I believe that it's always good to be reminded that as you mentioned earlier and others will say that we are spiritual beings, but I like to, to quote what Dr. Uh, Duhenyo would say that we are all beings and things, our consciousness experiencing a biological, energetic, materialized creation. So mm -hmm. if we are consciousness and we can keep reminding that and everything, then first and foremost, how we think will affect that consciousness. And if we can remember that, then we don't have to be so scared, right? And that's because if not, then we'll be forever stuck in this quarantine situation. So I, I appreciate you coming, Dr. Young, and please tell them on. I hope you, you'll be available next time again, because there's just, you have so much to share. But at the same time, maybe for the meantime, tell us, tell the audience what's coming up with you and what's, you know, other information that you want to share with them before we say temporarily goodbye. I see. Well, I, I, if you want to, to have more from a scientific perspective, you know, uh, the evidence behind my work, uh, you would you would go to drrobertyoung.com and uh, look at the articles, the scientific articles there. Uh, I was uh, one of the first scientists with a, a group to, to actually disclose uh, the ingredients uh, that are contained within uh, various inoculations that are being administered. And, and I think it's important for people to understand what these ingredients are and what, what the potential risk factors are and for they can decide for themselves. But, you know, but also there's, there's many articles on, on there uh, that will help you understand the lifestyle. Uh, and, and that's what this is. It, it's not a diet. It's a livid. It's a lifestyle. And it's contained in my books and also in my articles. So I'm happy to share that freely, not looking for any remuneration whatsoever from this. My intention is to empower people with life-saving, life-changing, life-saving information to where, they give the, I, where this information will give back to you the power, the control over your physicality so that you can really shine that spirit, that consciousness can shine forth, you know, and, 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 and to really fulfill your life, which is, is that we're all here that we might have joy and experience joy and happiness in our life. And, and, and that's my goal is to, to experience abundance of, of, of happiness and joy. And so that's my hope for anyone who's listening to this conversation that, uh, that the outcome, at least for me, by empowering people with this knowledge is to give you the tools so that you can experience more energy, more life-saving energy, you know, so you don't have to experience the so-called dis-ease that many, many people are experiencing even now and experience more joy and more fulfillment rather than moving towards fear, which is false evidence appearing real, moving to faith which is first the first attribute in thinking healthy when we when we look at the duality of life and and we realize that fear 
is uh, is is something that we kind of tell ourselves in a story that may or may not happen. But when we move to faith, which is the first attribute in healthy thinking, this is how we can move ourselves out of fear to a a a point of connective consciousness, uh, so that we can enjoy more happiness and have more joy in our ourselves and in our posterity. I like that. That's the first time I heard that. Faith. Oh, first attribute in thinking healthy. Right? That's it. Faith is pulls us from the past. It pulls us from the future and brings us present. And 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 what it does it it brings us to a point of gratitude. Not attitude, but gratitude, being grateful and practicing faith. Anytime you start projecting out to the future of what may or may not happen or worried back in the past about what did happen, when you start exercising faith, this first attribute in healthy, uh, in thinking healthy, this is when you bring more gratitude and thanksgiving into your life. And especially this time and season where we should be so grateful for all of our many blessings that we have. And, uh, and as we think about this in terms of not the cup half empty, but the cup half full, we have so much to be grateful for. And so that's my thanks living to you, because I think we need to be living in thanks, not just giving, but living in thanks. And I hope, hope that, uh, that you can uh, think about that term during this upcoming Thanksgiving season. Thank you so much. And um, for all of you there, so go. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if there's other questions uh, that we missed. I think maybe just one. Okay. Someone said, how can you know that there's no aluminum in the sodium bicarb? Well, how do you know? Well, it, it, it's, it's an ad, adjuvant. It's a, an additional uh, ingredient that they generally add and they should be listed in the other ingredients if it says other ingredients and it doesn't list it then this is an and it has anti-caking agents or they list it as an anti-caking agent you want to stay away from that but you want pure medical grade if possible but pure grade one uh, for use both externally and internally uh, is grade one that you can use that you can put in water and drink it but you you need to read the label <laughs> thanks 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 again yes all right all the and best for those of you who wants to visit my website go ahead it's quantumnurse.life and the grace and uh yeah we'll we'll we will put this up on the quantum nurse um, bitchute rumble and the earth heroes tv and it will continue unless it's taken down it will be on youtube and facebook and you take care of yourselves and source bless everyone.